How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Elves Up podcast. In episode 27, we're going to be going over our top 10 centers and wingers going into the, this upcoming season. Uh, we've done this in the past, but uh, like we've said with our prior episode, our lists are going to change a little bit just based off this last year. And uh, yeah, this can be our last rankings list for individual players going into the year. So uh, we're both excited to do this. But before we get into this, uh, I'm your host, Brett Potter. I'm here with my co-host, Keen Kellback. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. I, I, these are like my favorite episodes to make. I, I really like doing the rankings episodes. And, you know, we, we do put in some time and try to do a little bit of research, I guess, so we can have strong opinions and back our back our things up so when you guys comment on our on our lists we have we have you know the proof to, to back it up and we can shine some light on some underrated guys like Devontae's last episode so uh, i like doing stuff like that and maybe we'll do it again for the centers and warriors this episode yeah for sure and uh, i think we're gonna, we're gonna have obviously a lot to say uh both on wingers and centers uh so i think we just jump into it and go right into the wingers uh we're gonna start uh from 10 all the way down to one uh, we each have an honorable mention. Uh, my honorable mention is Brady Kachuk. Uh, I think he's probably 10 or 11 in most people's list. Um, for me, he's 11. Uh, but yeah, like he's he's so close to uh, being a top 10 winger for myself. And if he, if anyone has him in the top 10, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, but just going into my number 10, I got Kyle Connor. Uh, just continue to be an elite goal scorer for his whole career. Um, I, I think he's going to have an even better year this year without uh, Blake Wheeler now that he's gone. He's going to get the puck a lot more, and um, I feel like Wheeler was just really holding down that line. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Connor, uh, consistent, you know, 40-goal guy, and um, I, I don't really see that going anywhere in the next couple of years. He's just kind of coming into his prime, and, uh, yeah, he, he gets a lot of touches on the on the Jets team. So, uh, yeah, he's number 10 for me. I don't have Kachuk. I think he's a little bit overrated. I've I've seen him as high as four. I, I think he's probably around like fifteen in my opinion. But I've seen him I've seen him as high as four on like top wingers ranking. So four is crazy. Yeah. I feel like he's getting pretty overrated. But uh, going into my top, or I guess I'll start with my honorable mention. I have I, I have a few guys. I mean, I, I guess I could list them all or just one guy, but mainly Artemi Panarin and like Joe Pavelski. Two two honorable mentions. They don't quite make it. Uh, I know a lot of people might be surprised that Panera is not quite on there, but uh, I don't think he's strong enough all around defensively. And moving into my number ten pick, I have Johnny Gaudreau. I think that you know maybe uh, people kind of forget how good he was the two years prior to this year, and he was still really good this year in Columbus. He was like a point a game, but over the last three years, he's eighth in the entire league in even strength points per game. So that's pretty good, and I think that he's worth a top ten pick. That's yeah, that's fair. Uh, he's not on my list. I I just don't like his complete game, kind of similar to Panarin. Um, but yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, going into my number nine, I uh, I I think this is a guy that you won't have on your list, uh, similar for the reason that we just stated. But uh, I go to Alexander Ovechkin. He's consistently, you know, another forty goal guy. Uh, he lays the body. Uh, he's not great defensively, but I mean, like pretty much everywhere other than his own end of the ice that he's just like elite, you know? So um, his game is definitely slowing down. He's not, you know, as much of a, as much of a Rock Richard, you know, uh, finalist as, as the past, but um, he's still putting up insane numbers and he's just going to keep on uh, putting up 40 goal years until probably he hangs them up. So uh, yeah, for those reasons, I, I got OV at nine still. Yeah. I, I don't have him on my list again, just like last time. I know a lot of people had a problem with that, but 
I guess I should kind of explain it a little bit for new any new listeners. Uh, I value analytics a lot, and he's like one of the worst defensive forwards in the league. And he's not even great at pushing the play, driving play offensively. He's kind of just really good on the power play and scores all his goals there. So I value a lot. That's his job, though, you know. It is, but as far as all-around play, which is kind of how I rate guys, he's he's, and I value even strength a lot, like 90% of it. So uh, he doesn't quite make the cut for me, but I know a lot of people Uh, disagree with that. I don't know. But uh, moving into my number nine, (laughs) this will make it even more funny for people who don't like analytics. I have Pavel Buchnevich, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the league. Are you kidding me? If you look at every stat from points to offensive play driving to defense, he matches Mark Stone in every single category. So for that reason, I got him in my top 10. He's super underrated. Superstar. He's an underrated superstar. People people don't know. Best contract in the league. I don't know, dude. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, going into my number eight, uh, it was a guy that you just mentioned, uh, Mark Stone. I think going into this year or in the playoff into the playoffs this year, he was outside my top ten. But uh, just what he did in, in the playoffs, I think, kind of pushed him into that number eight spot for me. And uh, yeah, um, defensively, he's just a stud. Uh, definitely a lot better than Buchnevich. I wouldn't even compare him. But uh, yeah, yeah, those, yeah, he's he's insane. Leader of the championship team this year. So I think it's pretty hard not to put him on the list. But um, this isn't a guy that I see going any higher than number eight on, on my list for me, like for the rest of his career. Yeah, I have the same guy at number eight, Mark Stone. Again, like you said, captain of the Stanley Cup winning team, which I feel like might get him a little bit extra brownie points. But like I said, Buchnevich matches him in every category I can find from analytics to points. So I think that I'm, I'm not going to not put Buchnevich on there just because nobody else gives him the credit, right? I, I'm, I'm going to, if, if all the stats say what they say then if he's as good as stone then i'm gonna put him on there so so i think they're pretty even so eight and nine i got stone at eight all right uh going to number seven uh it seems pretty crazy to have this guy like so far down the list but kind of just shows you what what's ahead of him and how good the wingers are in front of him but uh number seven i got kirill kaprizov I, I feel like this guy like we have like eight guys that could be top five wingers in the league uh similar to defensemen right so uh, yeah, he's kind of just like the odd one out uh, at number seven. Uh, you know, I, I love this guy's game. I hate to face him whenever the Jets play him because he just terrorizes the Jets. But uh, yeah, a, a really complete player. He can score, he can pass. Uh, he, he lays the body, just how, you know, a lot of Russians do. Um, and he, like I said, he's not going anywhere. He's in the prime of his career right now. Probably another 35, 30, 40 goal guy. Um, and you know, he's, he's heart and soul that a wild team that they really needed. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Kaprizov at seven, um, but I, I'm okay if guys have, him, uh, earlier, but it kind of just shows you how, how deep these wingers are. All right. Moving into my top seven, this is where it gets really hard to, you know, rank these guys. Cause they're all so close. And I think that me having this guy at seven, it, it's not a knock on him. It's just that like, there's so many good players. So yeah, at number seven, thing. Yeah, yeah, like there's like it's so hard to rank them, but at seven I have Nikita Kucherov. I know that seems pretty low, but like yeah. all all seven of these guys are like could argue for top three or even like you know what I mean. Like so it, it's it, it's so hard to rank these guys. So before you make fun of our list, you go and try to make a top five because it's so hard to rank these guys. All right, now going into my sixth, I got uh, Jason Robertson. Uh, I was I've been really high on this guy, you know, the last couple of years and. Uh, 
Same thing as Kaprizov, same guy in the central division, always, always going up against the Jets. So I uh, got to see him a lot and definitely a guy that, you know, can play at all ends of the ice, 200-foot uh, winger. And, you know, those are kind of, you know, hard to come by these days. So, um, yeah, Jason Robertson, uh, number six is, is good. And for my number six, building off what you said, I have Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, the only reason for him being over Kucherov is that he's a lot better defensively. And that's pretty much it. They're, they're both pretty even offensively. And I just think that Kaprizov is a bit more well-rounded. But it, it, like like I said last time, it's just it's crazy how many good wingers we have in the league right now. All right, going into my top five. Uh, I got Kucherov at five. Um, yeah, like him and Kaprizov are similar, but I feel like you got to give his playoff stats a little bit more of a, a, of a nod than Kaprizov, right? And obviously that's a team thing, getting that far into the playoffs and having that much success. But um, he's still put like 28 points up in the playoffs and uh, like the last or the last two cup runs he's been in. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's just something that you can't ignore, even though he's not as good defensively as Kaprizov. Um, but yeah, f- five for him, for Kucherov is good. But like we've said, this is so tough. So uh, yeah. My number five, I have Jason Robertson. Pretty much what you said. He, he had a breakout year this year. I think almost 50 goals and almost 100 points. So he had a, he had a really good year, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. I think he's kind of the leader of that Dallas team offensively. And he's similar to Mark Stone in a way that he doesn't need feet to get the job done. He, he doesn't need to be a good skater. If, if you watch him, he's he's a pretty bad skater. He's well below average, similar to Mark Stone. But that just shows how good the rest of his game is, that he doesn't need to be good. And one thing I've really noticed, he doesn't need to be a good skater. And one thing I've really noticed with players like that is I feel like their their careers or their primes almost last longer. Guys like Bergeron or even Joe Pavelski, guys that never relied on speed but all-around game. You know, if, if they're good in other areas, they kind of last longer and they're still in their primes in like their late 30s. So I, I think that Robertson is going to be really good for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with everything. That's a really good point. Um, now going into my number four, uh, I got Mitch Marner. Uh, and that's another guy that I feel like, you know, he could be a top three winger overall. Like he's just insane defensively, probably one of the best wingers defensively. And uh, obviously his offensive game kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, I, I like it. For my number four, I have Miko Rantanen. He had 50, 55 goals this year. He, he's he's a superstar. And, and again, like it's it's so hard to rank these guys. They're they're literally neck and neck. And I, I think that Rantanen is he's probably one of my favorite players to watch. He's he's a beast. I know he's one of your favorite players too. Fifty five goals. He's he's huge. He's got one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. So him and McKinnon, McCarr, I think they're just an absolute wagon in Colorado. And Rantanen's he might get 61 year. Yeah, that brings me into my top three. At uh, number three, I got Miko Rantanen. Uh, kind of just building off what you said. Uh, I, I feel like they're they're neck and neck as well. But maybe the one thing that I valued a little bit more was just kind of the playoff success that each player has had. Uh, obviously, the Leafs and Marner haven't really had the best uh, start to their careers. But um, I feel like Rantanen and what, and what he has done in the playoffs and also just like his physical presence that Marner doesn't really bring. I think that's huge for the playoffs and uh, something that I really want in a winger is, you know, like size and speed. And that's exactly what uh, Rantanen brings. And uh, not just talking about his scoring where he had a like breakout 55 goals, like he said, but his passing is also insane. Like, I feel like he's as good of a passer as anyone in this league. And he's super uh, good in tight around the net uh, on the power play, uh, just with deflections and tips. And uh, yeah, just like kind of 
uh, working around the working around the blue paint. So uh, yeah, this is a guy that I, I think uh, you need on every team if you want to win the cup. And um, it's just shown in the past that uh, Renton can be that guy, and I think he's gonna be that going forward. And moving into my top three, another similar player to Rantanen, maybe he's a bit smaller, a little bit more skill, is David Pasternak. He had a huge year last year, 60 goals. I would have him a bit higher, but the two guys I have in front of him are like elite defensively, So, and Pasternak isn't very good. So that's pretty much the only reason. I think he's one of the best offensive wingers we've seen in a long time. 60 goals, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, and uh, going into my number two, I got Matthew Kachuk. Um I've always been a huge fan of this guy, uh, even when he was on the Flames. And uh, just to see what he did uh, this playoff run with the Panthers has just been, you know, like amazing. Um, yeah, I, I think he was probably a, a borderline top five going into the playoffs. But after that, it's hard not to put him in the top three. His all-around game, uh, kind of just talking about the other guys too, it's like just as good as them. And uh, he has, he puts up as many points. But I, I think just his physical edge, similar to Rantanen, uh, you know, like he, he kind of he walks that line of being dirty, and sometimes sometimes he kind of goes over that line for sure. And um, but you know, like we've said, this is the guy that you you need to have on your team, similar to like a prime Marchand when he's putting up a hundred points and uh, just really getting under the other team's skin um, is you know something that you need, and uh, especially out of wingers too. I I feel like that's kind of more of a winger's job to get under their skin rather than defensemen and centers. I feel like they kind of are focused on other stuff. But um, yeah, Matthew Kachuk number two for me. All right, moving into my top two. At number two, I have Mitch Marner. I think he's always gotten way too much hate out of both Toronto and the rest of the league. He, he's he's super good. I mean, he gets close to 100 points every year, like 95. I don't think he's ever hit 100. I think he got 99 this year, but he's he's always like 95 points, and he's arguably the best defensive winger in the leagues, and he kills penalties. He's great. He, he, he does everything all around, so I think you know that's kind of how I – make my list as far as all around overall ability. And I think that Marner's at the top of the league for wingers. He's also really good at putting the puck over the glass. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Can't right. argue that. Now down to our uh, number one wingers for each of our list. Uh, I got David Pasternak. Uh, this is already, he's been a top three winger his whole career, uh, or I guess his whole prime, I should say. And, uh, um, him putting up 60 goals this year and just competing with McDavid to get the rocket. It's just something that, you know, I, I can't uh, look by. And uh, uh, although his defensive game isn't there as, as far as like Kachuk and Rantanen and Marner and even Robertson, I think his offensive production and just how he can produce for himself and others is just kind of on another level compared to these other guys. Um, yeah. Not, not as complete of a game, but um I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he does this upcoming year when Bergeron's not there. And, uh, you know, he kind of has to maybe provide for himself and others a little bit more than he has to in the past. Um, he's always been kind of with Bergeron and uh, with Marchand slowing down. It's going to be really interesting. But I feel like if he, if he can have like another 45, 50 goal a year, I think he should be, you know, number one on a majority of lists. But, um, yeah, this, they're all so close that I, I feel like it's pretty tough to say. But, uh, yeah, for me, number one, that is past to go into the next year. And moving into my number one, I have Matthew Kachuk. I, th I think, you know, a lot of people have kind of moved him up there after the last two seasons, back-to-back 100-point -back seasons. Uh, you know, he's kind of turned into a, a way better player than I ever thought he could be. And a, a huge reason I have him this high is because of what you said, his complete game, his 
he brings everything right like he'll fight he, he gets under the opponent's skin he, he's he's almost like a brad marchand you know like maybe marchand like a few years ago when he was arguably the best winger in the league so i, I think that kachuk is that guy like if you look at the analytics florida was like an average to below average team without him on the ice this year in the regular season and with him on the ice the Panthers were unstoppable. So it's, there's no arguing. I think he's definitely a top two or three winger. And I think I have a number, number one, because he's, he brings a complete game. He brings the fighting, getting under the team skin. He brings defense. He brings offense, even strength, everything. So hundred plus points every year. Like he, he checks all the lists off. He checks all the boxes off on the list. So number one for me. All right. So uh, that's going to complete our wingers list. We're now going to go into the second portion of this episode. That's going to be our uh, top 10 centers. Uh, at number 10, I'm just going to get it started with uh, Elias Pettersson. Um, you know, another breakout year from the, from him this year, and uh, his defensive game is something similar to his teammate, Quinn Hughes. Uh, although they're kind of smaller guys, they've really improved defensively. I think that's kind of um, why they've gotten on to, you know, lists like this is because of their all-around game. Uh, and, yeah, this is a guy that's going to average point per game, maybe 90 points for the next couple of years. And, um, yeah, uh, I have no problem with putting him at number 10. All right, my number 10, I have Jack Eichel from Vegas. You know, you, you could argue he should be higher, but I kind of base this off the last three seasons, and the two seasons prior, he was, like, injured, and, like, when he first returned with Vegas, he wasn't doing that well. He was, like, barely over half a point a game. But if you're just basing it off this past season, you could argue top five. But on an, on an overall three-season scale, I have him at number 10. All right. Uh, going to number nine for myself, I got Brain Point. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this guy. I, I gotta be honest. I feel like he's always kind of been carried by uh, Kucherov and Stammer, but uh, the last couple of years, his numbers have been hard to not put him in uh, a list like these. So, uh, number nine, I, I got him. Uh, it's kind of similar to Marner in a feel, in, in a sense. I, I feel like he's uh, kind of a smaller guy that even though uh, he still plays really good defensively, and uh, yeah, his offensive production, like I said, is has just kind of been consistent the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've Braden Point at nine two, and I, th- I think he's he had a career year right last year, fifty goals or something like crazy year for him. And he's super exciting to watch his his skating. He's definitely one of the fastest players in the league. I, I hope that he goes in one of the fastest skaters competitions one of these years because I know he hasn't. I don't know if he's ever done that, but he, he's definitely one of the fastest sure. players. Yeah, yeah, but I I think he's probably one of the fastest, so I, I like to see him do that and. I think he's going to keep going with Kucherov in Tampa and, and Stamkos, and maybe he might hit 50 again. All right, now going into my number eight, uh, a guy that you already had on your list was uh, Jack Eichel, and that's who I got here. Uh, I, like you said, you know, he's been injured and he's had injury problems in the past, but I feel like when he's been on the ice, he has been, you know, like extremely like elite, like even superstar level. Um, if he can stay healthy and play, you know, 75, 80 games this year, I think that he has a strong argument for top five. But uh, just the last couple of years, like we said, he's been injured. But uh, yeah, this playoff, uh, this past playoff run, I should say, he's been just amazing. And I, th- I think there was at times where he was the best player on the ice uh, during their cup run. So uh, I, I got to put him on, at number eight, but I feel like he has so much more room to grow just because uh, if he can stay healthy. Uh, at number eight, I have guy you had at 10, Elias Patterson. I think, again, this is similar to Eichel as far as the three-year thing, you know, he, the two years prior, he, he was he kind of had a couple down years in a row. You know, I think he turned it on late in the season, not that not last season, but the year before, 
and then he kind of just kept going into this year and he had a career with 100 points so I, I think last year alone definitely a top five maybe top three center and he was also elite defensively so I, I think if he can if he can you know uh follow this up for like two more years he, he you know he, you could argue top three one day I think he's got that potential all right some high praise uh, but going into my number seven, uh, this is the guy that I had higher on my list last year, but I feel like he kind of underwhelmed me, uh, especially uh, this postseason, was uh, Alexander Barkov. Um, I-, I thought that, you know, capping the team uh, and also just a great 200-foot center, uh, that he was going to kind of have a little bit more offensive production to- alongside Kachuk. But he didn't really do that. Uh, he showed sides of, of, you know, what he can do in that Carolina, I think it was the conference finals series that uh, he, he really kind of went off but in, in the cup final and uh, even rounds before that like the first round against Boston I feel like he wasn't really you know that top five center in in the league that we've seen him to be and that he can be but um, despite that his passing his his goal scoring his 200 foot game uh, you can put this guy in any situation uh, whether you need skill or just you know play through the through the system uh, you can put him out there so um, I, I hope that you know he has a kind of a bounce back year um, but yeah, for, still for me, he's at that number seven spot. All right. At number seven, I have Sidney Crosby from the Penguins. You know, he, he's not that number one guy anymore, but I mean, he's like going to his 36, 36 year old season next year. And he's still, I would say undoubtedly a top 10 center. So, you know, he deserves praise for that. I, I think he's, I think if he gets one more point per game season next year, he'll beat Wayne Gretzky's point per game or consecutive point per game seasons to start your career so that's pretty crazy and, and I think uh, I just hope he plays for as long as he can in Pittsburgh I'm, I'm just going to try to enjoy the rest of his career here yeah for sure I, I agree that's why I got at number six for me uh you know his, his prime is definitely still passed but he's shown that he can still get it done with all those point per game seasons and uh you know kind of just like providing himself and for others like you know he carries his line like he carries Jake Gensel he, he carries uh, Rust and you know he, he carries a lot of guys uh, on his line and on his team right so um, yeah for him at number six uh, I, I think he's still right there moving into my number six I have Jack Hughes and he's one of my favorite players to watch he had a huge breakout year last year I think ended up with like 99 points didn't quite get the the century mark but he's he's gonna un, gonna undoubtedly hit that several times in his career and I think yeah from this point out he's gonna be a top top five center for years to come yeah, and yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I feel like from here on out, maybe our lists are kind of uh, starting to get a little bit more similar, and that's who I got at number five, Jack Hughes. Uh, he's just he's just electric to watch. Like he's, He buzzes all the like, all around the ice. He, it seems like he never runs out of energy. And just his playmaking, his scoring, uh, even his, like, his clutch, Like he, he seems to like, come up at big times for the doubles when they need him, and they got him on a great deal. He had, he's like, what was it, like eight years and like nine million AAV or something like that. Uh, yeah, they got him locked up for a long time and under ten million dollars. That you know, guys coming up on on this list uh, didn't exactly take that pay cut that uh, that you know Hughes did. So I, I feel like that's going to be a huge reason on why uh, the Devils are going to have some team success in the next couple of years. I at my number five, I have Alexander Barkov. I, I know he didn't have a great playoffs. Well, I mean, he, I, th- I thought he was still really effective defensively, but he wasn't you know as good as he usually is offensively. But I, I'm trying not to have too much recency bias it was it was a pretty small sample and over the last three years if you, if you look at his offense he's pacing for about 90 points over the last three years every single year and he's one of the best defensive centers in the league so I think as an overall player at even strength he's he still just makes the top five for me 
Uh, going into my number four, uh, I, I feel like there's four guys that you could pretty much just throw in a hat and kind of pick pick uh, in any random order and it'd be okay. Um, but number four, uh, unfortunately, it's not a knock to him, but I got Austin Matthews at number four. Uh, I feel like that's extremely low for this guy, but just uh, I, I feel like his 200-foot game is probably the best center in the league. He might be the best 200-foot center in the league. Uh, obviously, his goal scoring is insane. Uh, his, his passing and his main improvements. Um, I, I really got nothing bad to say about this guy. Like I, I, I can't really, really explain why I, I got uh, these other three guys ahead of him. Other than just like I, I feel like these, these other three guys have just really like blown, blown my socks off the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, like I, I got Matthews at four. I there's no reason why he can't be number one uh, at the end of this year, and there's no reason why any of these guys ahead of him also can't be number one. So, uh, I know it's not really a great reason, uh, but. Just, just because I, I, someone had to be there, um, it's got to be Matthews. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of the same thing as you said. The next three guys on my list, you know, you could put them in any order. I think. Yeah, maybe except for one. The yeah. next three guys is better. Number one's pretty obvious, but yeah, two, two, three, and four is yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, then the next three, the, the next three guys, so are pretty much interchangeable. It kind of depends what you value more or whatever. But for for my number four, I have Nathan McKinnon. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, it's so close. It's neck and neck with all these guys. You could put them in any, any order, but I just think the other, or I'll, I guess I'll explain why I have the other guys ahead later, but to pump McKinnon's tires a little bit, I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league. He's, I would say besides McDavid, the most exciting player to watch his skating, how powerful he is. I mean, everybody already knows this. I'm kind of just, you know, saying what everybody knows. But yeah, I, I, I think I'm really hoping he wins an MVP one day. I know he was close in 2018. And he had like almost 100 points when he really broke out that year. And ever since, he's been an absolute superstar. So I, I'm hoping that he can have a crazy year and stay healthy for a full 82 games and he can win an MVP because he, he deserves one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, going into my top three, I got Leon Dreisaitl. Uh I think he's the best playmaker in the game, just straight up. Uh, he, I think he's the best passer, best playmaker. Um, you know, his, his skating isn't great, similar to kind of other guys. Uh, that we've talked about, but um, just like his his strength and kind of just like his hockey IQ just makes up for that. Um, I, I think it's another guy. He's going to have a really long prime because he doesn't rely on one thing exactly to get the job done. Uh, not not to just to mention about his playmaking, but he's also like one of the best goal scorers in the league. Consistently has been, been putting up like 50 goal years. Um, this guy's going to win a rocket one day. You know, like uh, I, I think... Uh, assuming that the Oilers can kind of keep their team around, there's no reason why, similar to Crosby and Malkin, that uh, these guys can't just trade off going on uh, who's winning the heart, who's winning the scoring title, who's winning, you know, the rocket. Uh, this is going to be like probably one of the best dynamic duos that we're going to see for a really long time. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, just ha- having Dre Slidle at three is, is definitely not a knock uh, compared to, you know, the number two guy, or uh, I'm not trying to say that he's a lot better than Matthews, but. Uh, yeah, Dreisler three. He's just he's insane. I I gotta put him in the top three. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of McKinnon. He's like probably my second favorite player behind Crosby. And forever, I kind of was trying to keep him above Dreisler, but I just can't anymore. I, I just Dreisler is so good. I, I I agree with everything you said. He's the best playmaker in the league. And again, like like you said, he he proved not last playoffs, but the year before against Calgary when he had like. 
he was basically playing on one foot like Eric Carlson did the one year, and he was still the best player in the entire world. He, he has a better career points per game average in the playoffs than McDavid. So, like, you know, he, he's he's proven everyone that ever said that he was carried by McDavid wrong a thousand times over. And, you know, he, he's he's a top five player in the league without a doubt. And, you know, any given year he can win the heart. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much – like, he's so good at, in so many different ways. He's one of the best offensive players we've seen in so long. And it, it's funny. It's actually pretty crazy – the similarities that uh, Crosby and Malkin, or, or rather McDavid and Drysdale, have to Crosby and Malkin, at least when they were in their primes. Like, you know, you have the Canadian face of the league, you know, came up as like one of the best prospects ever, you know, and pretty much did everything that everything that he was expected to do. And then some became one of the best players ever, For I sure. guess, both of those guys. And then you kind of have the European big like power for or power forward like center that is impossible to knock off the puck and they almost get undershadowed for a while and like underrated because of the guys in front of them but I think both of them you know kind of maybe not Malkin so much I know like Malkin I think he's still underrated overall in his total career so I, I really hope that Drysaddle doesn't get that same treatment for the rest of his career behind McDavid yeah for sure uh, I, I feel like we, we can't like pump up his tires anymore but uh, yeah, huge fans of dry subtle. Uh Going into my number two, I got uh, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, for all the reasons you said, I kind of just built off that, you know, probably the second most exciting guy to watch in the league. Uh, his speed uh, and just his goal-scoring ability and just the way that he carries offensive play. Uh, even just, he, it, it almost feels like he's playing offense even when he's in his defensive zone because he can go from end to end, you know, just like that. So uh, no matter where he is on the ice, you got to be, you got to be careful with them. And I feel like a lot of guys in the league, uh, you can't really say that about it either. So um, uh, I, I think this past year, he, he, you know, he didn't really play that much. He was hurt a lot. So I, I feel like I don't really want to knock him about that too much. But uh, if you look at the past two years before that, um, he's just been insane, right? So um, probably not a guy who's going to be looking at 40 or 50 goals, maybe compared to, you know, McDavid or McKinnon or Matthews, but, uh, definitely a guy that's just going to be able to carry his team, carry his line. Um, you know, it, it showed why, you know, he was, he, uh, he kind of led his team to the cup two years ago. So, um, yeah, uh, I got Nathan McKinnon at two. And like I said, two, three or four, doesn't really matter to me, but uh, just for this year, I got him going in two. And moving into my number two, I have Austin Matthews. I know he's, he didn't have the best year last year, but I mean, he's still, pace for like 45 goals 90 points and when that's considered a down year for you you know you're just an absolute superstar you know he recently just signed i think he's going to be the highest paid player in the league he signed a huge extension for four years only only four years to stay in toronto so you know maybe he's got some plans after that to move elsewhere kind of there's been rumors forever but yeah i mean the two years prior he paced for like 70 goals and you know, two years ago, he won the MVP. He could have arguably won, arguably won the Selkie while getting like almost 70 goals. So, I mean, that, that's one of the best seasons we've ever seen, probably two years ago when he won the MVP, 70 goals and arguably won the Selkie. So I think that I'm trying not to have too much recency bias. And I think over the last three years, he, I think he's still the second best player in the or second best forward in the league. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, going to number, our number one, uh, you're just going to, Connor McDavid, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. Uh, this guy's insane. Like he's probably the best player that I'll ever watch in my entire life. I, I don't, I can't even wrap my head around 
my watching somebody that's better than Connor McDavid. Just like his speed, his hands, his scoring ability that he really showed off this year. Uh, his playmaking, uh, even his def- like his him and uh, him as a defensive center isn't like he's not a liability defensively at all. I, he's not as good as defensively as you know Matthews or like anyone like that or even Barkov, but he's like he's not a liability defensively. So when you you when you take all that and you put it with this offensive game, like it's it, it's pretty hard to say that he's not the best player that we've ever seen. Um, like at least we've ever seen with our own eyes. Um, I I can't like I, I don't have enough like good stuff to say about this guy. Like I I, I could go on forever, but um, yeah, like he's he's at number one. He's gonna be at number one probably on like until I don't know twenty thirty five the next ten years or so. Um, but yeah, his, his speed, his hands are insane. And one thing that I found really interesting was I remember watching interviews around this time last year. It was around like August or September, and uh, he did an interview with like uh, Elliot Friedman. And one thing that he, he said was uh, him and Dreisaitl were talking last season and saying that he doesn't shoot the puck enough and that he, he kind of he's a pass-first guy. There's nothing wrong with that. But with that much skill, uh, maybe he should be shooting the puck more. And I found that kind of interesting because if it, it really sounded like for him that last year, it was his first year he was thinking about shooting the puck more and he scores like 60-plus goals. So it's it's crazy to me that like there's there's no reason why he couldn't have done this in the past, but this was just the first year that he kind of had that mentality of he wanted to be more of a shoot first guy. So it, it's really scary to see that him building off this year, he's gonna just have even more confidence to be that shoot first guy. And there's no reason why he can't put up another sixty goal a year in a hundred fifty point season. I I feel like he can do it back to back. And who's to say he's not gonna do it uh, more even going forward? Yeah, I, I think it's crazy to say that you know McDavid just had his coming out party but i think that kind of last year was kind of his coming out party to the world showing everyone that he can do more than they even thought and, and we already knew that he was the best player in the league by far but you know it, it's the same reason why he uh at the all-star skills competition last year he denied the the fastest skater and because he, he wanted to show the world what else he can do and then he went to the accuracy shooting and he went four for four one of the quickest times we've ever seen so i think this guy can just do everything i think building off what you said i think he reminds me of crosby when he was younger where you know he crosby would just set set his mind on something and just become really good at it right like you know he would find an area of weakness like his face-offs when he was really young he came in the league crosby was really bad at face-offs he worked on it for the offseason boom he was one of the best uh, center or face-off guy in, in the league for the next few years so I think McDavid's similar to that right like he, he wanted to show the world that he can score more goals so worked on a shot more and he started to shoot a lot more and you know he wins the rocket so I, I think that just like what you said I think he's gonna this isn't the last 60 goal seasons we've seen from him and, and this isn't the last 150 point season we've seen from him and yeah I, I really don't think you can underrate uh, McDavid even all time wise, I mean, <laughs> like he's probably the most talented player ever, and he, you know he's similar to Makar in that way. Like you just can't really underrate him, and he's he's just there's nothing more to be said. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think when you look at McDavid's career at, at the end, whenever he retires, you you just hope that he's not one of the guys that he's the best to never win it. You know that, and that being the Stanley Cup. Like I think as long as he gets one cup on his resume, that's enough to you know put him in the top three of all time. But he, he really needs that cup, so hopefully he can get it with Edmonton, uh, if not elsewhere. But uh, yeah, he he needs to win this cup before he really uh, puts his 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 footprints on you know one of the greatest players of all time. 
uh, skill wise, like you said, he's there's no there, undoubtedly he's the most skilled player of all time, uh, and you know you can credit that to you know evolution or technology or whatever you want to credit to, but that that's just a fact that we've never seen someone like what he does at, in ever. We've never seen that, right? So yeah. whether it's uh, Crosby or Gretzky or Iserman, Gordie Howe, keep Bobby or keep on going down the list doesn't matter. We've never seen stuff that he does we've seen the numbers that they put up but we've never seen uh the way that he does it and how and just kind of how he plays the game so kind of going back to the cup he needs to win a cup before he can really uh you know say that he's one of the best players of all time and uh i'm i'm i really hope he does yeah i I completely agree i mean i I couldn't say anything better than what you said so yeah i really hope that he does get a cup one day i don't want it to be like a joe thornton or an againler or lundquist these legends that never got a cup so i, I you know those guys like they kind of carry their teams over years right like they, they had their chances so I, I i hope that you know a couple of years ago in the conference final isn't the closest he ever gets i hope that you know the, the ken holland and the oilers can kind of keep building that the team around him because i mean we've uh, I guess McDavid and Jaisal have proven the last couple of years more than ever that you can't win a cup with one or even two guys. It's it's a team effort, and you know that, that's a huge reason why I don't put nearly as much uh, weight on playoff success as a team as I used to. And just like looking at McDavid and like I guess Drysdale too, but uh, like you look at what they've done in the past postseasons where they they didn't even get a sniff of the cup final. They've just been getting like second round or conference finals the last two years imagine if they get a sniff of like a game one stanley cup final we're gonna see a different beast come out from them like if you if we think that we've seen the best mcdavid yet wait till he gets to the stanley cup final and he's gonna be a different breed like he's gonna be just a different animal that we've never seen it maybe in like all the sports how dominant he's gonna be like i i think he already has a case of being the most dominant uh like professional athlete like currently but just wait until he gets to game one of the Stanley Cup finals and it's going to be something that we've never seen before yeah you getting that you you saying that is getting me excited I mean I, I really hope we see that one day like and like a huge thing building off what you said is is in playoffs is motivation like like we've seen in recent years with guys like Terry Price the one year where he like carried Montreal to the final even though the rest of their team kind of sucked <laughs> and then <laughs> and then even Sergey Bobrovsky last year like he yeah. just went sicko mode and took Florida to the final I guess along with Kachuk but like I mean Bobrovsky was pretty bad for the last two three years and so was Price in the regular season but they finally got I guess the best chance they kind of ever had in their career and they took advantage of it and they did the very best they could so I think it's kind of the same thing with McDavid if he if he gets that chance in the Stanley Cup final he's going to get like five points a game and he's, he's going to win the cup. Seriously. Like if, if it goes like a five game or like a six game series, I think he could put up 20 points in that series. Like he's going to be going against the best team from the Eastern conference. Uh, nevertheless, like he's going to have insane matchups. He can be playing against the best players in the league or some of them, but I, I still think he could average like two, two at the minimum points per game. Like he's going to average like two or three points per game. So if, if he goes like, six games or five games like he get average like anywhere between 15 and 20 points in the Stanley Cup final which is just crazy yeah I, I agree I think I really hope we see that I, I think it would be huge for hockey because I just feel like McDavid doesn't really get enough credit in the sports world as a whole like I feel like if you see other people fans of other sports talk about the best athlete in the world I feel like they never really bring up McDavid and, and it's always you know the hockey fans trying to 
bring him into the conversation, but nobody really cares. But like, I mean, I, don't know, I think you could definitely make an argument that McDavid is the most dominant athlete in the world right now. Yeah, for sure. Among like amongst his peers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode. We went over our top 10 centers and wingers. Uh, yeah, it's always really fun doing this. So I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one.